Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Go to Proverbs 29.18. Proverbs 29.18, been talking about this for four weeks prior to this. Proverbs 29.18, we're on our fifth week, and we're going to get into this. Proverbs 29.18 says, For where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Amen. So he's saying there that if you don't have vision, you don't know where you're going, then you know you can perish. Amen. It's important that you know where you're going, seeing where God wants you to see, you know, having a focus with your life. Amen. And we're going to talk about, Goeth said it like this, is things which matter most must never be at the mercy of things which matter least. We should be focusing on those things that matter most in our life. Amen. Our life is short. Remember, the Bible even says it's but a vapor. Amen. Even if it's 120 years, you know, it's 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 still but a vapor, praise the Lord. And it's important that we have some focus with our lives. We leave behind the things God wants us to leave. Amen. We talked about this last week. Jesus' tasks are easy and his burdens are light. Amen. So whatever he gives you, amen, it's not going to be too much for you. Amen. It's not going to be something that you can't do. You're going to have grace to do it. Amen. So he has a purpose for you, and it's a huge purpose. Usually, you know, because if it wasn't big, then you wouldn't need God to help you. Amen. It's usually going to take some faith. Amen. If it's big, you know it's from God. Amen. If it's little, then it probably wasn't God because you're going to need some faith to get it to come to pass in your life. Stephen Covey says it like this, anything less than a conscious commitment to the important is an unconscious commitment to the unimportant. Very interesting, you know, think about that, you know, you're going somewhere, even if you don't even realize you're going somewhere, amen, unconsciously you're going somewhere, you know, but consciously we need to be going the right direction, amen, using our conscience to go in the right direction and having a focus, amen, very important. Miles Monroe says the poorest man in the world is a person without a dream. Wow, that's powerful to think about, isn't it? You know, that's why people are poor and living in dumpsters right now and living on the street. It's because they don't have a dream. You know, if they had a dream, it'll get you out of the conditions that you're in. A dream will motivate you to get out of where your circumstances, praise the Lord. Amen. It'll help you see things that you hadn't seen before when you have a dream. Amen. Miles Monroe also said the eyes that look are common, but eyes that see are rare. What are you seeing in your spirit? You know, God didn't put you on this planet for no reason. Amen. He put you here with a purpose and a reason. Amen. And, you know, you need to be seeing with your spirit why he put you here. Amen. The Holy Spirit will help you to see those things that he's created you to do. Praise the Lord. He's a light in your spirit. Amen. And he'll help you see where you're supposed to be going, help you see the vision that God has for your life. Amen. Second Corinthians 5, 7 in the King James Version says, For we walk by faith, but not by sight. You know, it's easy to look with your natural eyes at things, you know, but we need to be looking at our with our spirit at things. You can see with your spirit things that you don't see with your eyes. Amen. Proverbs 29:13 in the Good News translation says a poor man and his oppressor have this in common, the Lord gave him eyes both to see. So what are you seeing today? You know, the rich man sees things and the poor man sees things. What are they seeing that's different? Well, you know, you can see yourself poor or you can see yourself doing great things. Amen. It depends on how you see things. Amen. You need to see things that you need to be fulfilling for God's purpose and his dreams for your life. Amen. These two people are where they're at because of what they see. 
you know, that we're talking about in this scripture, you know, and it's important that you see beyond your circumstances. Do you see yourself coming out of your circumstances? Do you see yourself getting better? You say, well, I have lots of money and I have everything I dreamed of, but I'm, I have a family situation that's way more challenging, you know, or I have another situation that I may not have money and I may be in a circumstance I don't have the things I need you know do you see yourself coming out do you see a vision for your family amen do you see hope you know Bible says he gives you hope amen and you should be expecting good things and it has a lot to do with what you're seeing amen what are you seeing in your spirit do you see yourself coming out do you see yourself accomplishing what God has given you to accomplish amen you have to see it with your spirit amen we are looking at our definition here and our vision our definition for vision is seeing with your spirit what god sees about your future amen so you're seeing with your spirit where god wants you to go praise the lord amen he'll he'll give you the finished thing but it's important that we work out those steps you know with his guidance and his direction amen he'll show you that finished thing and sometimes it's intimidating to people you know you say wow that's a big dream you know but, you know, he didn't expect you to do that dream alone. He wants you to, the Bible says we're laborers together with him. Amen. So we're supposed to do it together. Amen. With the Father. He wants us to use our faith and work with him. Amen. Notice it's a function of the heart, of your spirit, seeing your future. It's seeing beyond now. It's seeing what you and your family will become. Amen. What do you see? Amen. It's important that you have a good vision for your life. Have a good dream for your life. And God's already put that in there. Amen. He's put that in the inside. He's, you know, just like a seed. You know, he takes that tree and he stuffs it in the seed. Amen. That finished product. Because he finishes before he starts. And he finished you before he started. He put that end result on the inside of you. Do you see that end result? That big dream that he has for your life? Amen. It's on the inside of you. That's why you can't sleep at night without fulfilling it. That's why you have a hard time getting along in life because you know that you're supposed to do something. You have something special that God has prepared for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. And it's important that you fulfill it. That's why people drink themselves crazy. That's why people are sad all the time is because they know that they're supposed to be doing something great. Amen. And you can't do that thing without God. Amen. You can't fulfill that purpose without him helping you. And he wants to help you. He wants you to have, I like what a, uh, one person had a magazine called Adventures in Faith. Amen. He wants you to have an adventure in faith with him. Amen. And you should be fulfilling that adventure that he has for your life. Amen. So last week we talked about considering your time on earth. You know, we have to think about we we're here for a certain amount of time. What are we going to accomplish here? Amen. And we also talked about not being distracted in the world. It's easy to be distracted, you know, with all the things that are going on in the world. Here in America, there's lots of things you can be distracted with, you know. Well, what are you putting before your eyes? Don't be distracted. You know, the enemy is after your time. Amen. He's after your most precious thing is your time. He wants to take that time away from you. Amen. And you need to make sure that you're watching that and valuing your time. Amen. Because he's after you just to distract you from your, what you're doing. He's trying to take up all your time. You know, last week we talked also about how Paul finished his course. Amen. And we want to finish our course, you know, finish what God's put in. You know, we want to say we've emptied ourselves out. We've done everything he's put in our heart. 
and we'll walk away all happy when we go to heaven, praise the Lord, that we fulfilled what God had us to fulfill, you know. Paul said that. He said, I finished my course. I finished my race. Amen. I bet you he, when he went to heaven, I bet he went with a smile on his face, praise the Lord, amen, because he fulfilled what God had for him on this earth, praise the Lord, amen. Amen, so today we're going to talk a little bit more about vision. Let's go over to Romans, the 8th chapter, and the 19th verse. It says, For the earnest expectation of the creation waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Wow, all creation's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Hey, there's all, even the creatures of this earth are sitting there watching you, wanting to see what you're going to be. <laughs> you were created, boy, they, they say, man, God made someone special here. You know, what's he going to do? What's he going to accomplish? Amen. The creation's even watching you. Think about that. Romans 8, 19 in the Passion Translation says, the entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Wow. You think about that. They're excited about you. They're excited about what you're going to accomplish, praise the Lord, on this earth. You know, God creates awesome things, and he created you in his image. And you're special to him, praise the Lord. And the whole creation sitting there on tiptoe watching to see what you're going to become, praise the Lord. Think about that, amen. Uh, man, you know, people don't even realize how special they are, you know. The enemy devalues people so much on this earth. He tries to make you feel like you're a loser, make you feel like you're not valuable. But you think about it, God made you in his own image. Think about that. He made you with a purpose and a plan, amen? He set you on this earth for a reason, amen? Not just sit there and take up space. He put you on this planet for a reason, and it's powerful to think about, amen? Even the whole universe is standing on tiptoe to look at you. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people up in heaven, I believe they'd like to be here right now because we're living in the end times. They're probably, they'd be excited to see what we're seeing, amen? Get to see God move reaping the harvest of souls that they've worked so hard for, reaping all the things that our our heritage of faith has been sowing for years. Think about that. You're living in a special, wonderful time. I believe Jesus is coming soon, and there's some special things that are happening now that people in, our, on, in heaven would love to be a part of, I believe. Praise the Lord. Think about that. Did you know the entire universe is watching to see what you become? God has a vision and a purpose for you. Amen. He has a plan for you in this end time. Amen. He wants you to do something special in this end time, you know, but you've got to believe it. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews 12, the uh, first chapter there. Hebrews 12, the first chapter, the first verse, the first chapter, first verse, when <laughs> 12 is the chapter, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let lay, witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Think about that. You know, there's a cloud of witnesses watching you in heaven right now. Well, man, that's powerful to think about. They're, they're up there watching you, wanting to see what you become. <laughs> hey, man, they're, they're, they're looking at you like, what, what's, what's going to happen with him? I mean, what, what's God, how's God going to use him? Is he going to use his faith? Is he going to accomplish those dreams and goals that God's put in his heart? You know, they're watching you. Amen. I believe even your, your family's up there watching you. The ones that God's used in a great way, you know, they're up there watching you, saying, well, hey, man, is he going to fulfill it? Is he going to fulfill the dreams that God's put in his heart? Praise the Lord. Think about that. Watching you. Amen. Want to see you accomplish those dreams. Who are these witnesses? Who are these people? Well, they're, they're, the 11th chapter talks about who these people are. Abraham, Noah, 
Wow, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah. Think about that, people of faith in that chapter. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Look over the other the chapter before there. And we'll go to the fourth verse. But it, it's the heritage of faith. These people of faith are watching you. They want to see you fulfill your purpose just like they did. Uh, Abraham going to a place where he knew not of. Amen. Went out to a place he didn't even, even know where he was going, you know, but he followed God. Amen. Isn't that amazing to think about? And he stepped out and he fulfilled what God had. And God made him rich, blessed him with a family. Amen. Blessed him with a family that fills the earth. Amen. Think about that today. And, you know, you look at Noah. Noah built this huge boat. God was with him. Helped him build it by the perfect dimensions. Fulfilled his purpose. Put the animals in there. Sailed away. <laughs> you ever heard that song? Sail away. And that's what Noah did. He sailed away with a big old boat of animals <laughs> and some family. Amen. And he fulfilled the purpose that God put on his heart. Amen. Let's look at the fourth verse here in the 11th chapter. It says, By faith Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith Abel still speaks even though he is dead. And the fifth verse is, By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. Wow, think about that precious man of faith there. Man, he didn't even experience death. God just took him. <laughs> He's so caught up in God, he just took him. Amen. That's some faith. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For he was taken, he was uh, commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that earnestly seek him. By faith Noah, when warned about these things, not yet seen in holy fear, built an, an ark to save his family. By his faith he commended the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith Abraham, when he called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundation, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, <laughs> he tags it on the end there. He says, even, even Sarah, praise the Lord who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Amen. Faithful. Isn't God faithful? Amen. Maybe today you're in the middle of something with God and you say, well, I don't know if I can keep on going. Well, he's faithful. Amen. He's going to give you the grace. He's going to give you the help. You're going to get through. You're going to fulfill what God has for you. He's faithful. Amen. Man, now there's friends that may not be faithful. And there may be some even Christian friends that may not be faithful. But God, he's faithful. He's going to get you through. Amen. But you got to let him help you. You're not supposed to do this alone. You're supposed to let him help you. Amen. Maybe there's somebody today that's gone as far as they can go. You know, you've gone, man, I've been trusting God and get this vision done. I've been going as far as I can. You know, well, he's faithful. He's going to make sure that you get there. You do as much as you can. You do your part and let him do his part. Don't be trying to do his part. Let him do his part and he'll help you. Amen. And you'll fulfill what God has for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Even by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful 
who made the promise. Wow, that's powerful. So you talk about a heritage of faith of people there, amen? And people that God chose to be witnesses to watch you. They're watching you. They've done some mighty works for God, and they're watching you to see if you're going to do a mighty work for God. He wants to see you do some mighty things for him, amen? I believe we're going to do even greater things than what they did. That's why they're watching, <laughs> amen? They're like, man... We did this, but look what God's going to use them for, praise the Lord, amen? Unusual, good things, because God's big and he can do anything, amen? Amen, that's our heritage of faith. Amen, are you going to be like these people? Are you going to fulfill your vision that God's put in your heart, amen? What is it he's put in there? What's in there that people need to see you do, praise the Lord? Think about that. Let's look at Sarah today a little bit. God gave her a vision. Let's look at Genesis, the 18th chapter there, in the first verse. And it's interesting here. You look at the uh, first verse of uh, Genesis 18. It says, The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Marm. Uh, I think I said that right. While he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day, Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. Well, now this is talking about the angels. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. Oh, that's powerful to think about. You know, he was a, he was a man... That he would go out and he would he would take care of people when they came. He was a he was he was hospitable. He was a person that would take care of people when they got there. I mean Abraham, you know he he's rich and he's blessed. He had three hundred men, and yet he runs out there to be a blessing to these people. You know, think about that. You know, it was angels. You know, but he went out to be a blessing to them. Think about that. He was hospitable. Are many Christians hospitable today? <laughs> think about that. Are you hospitable to people? You know, when when they come by, are you a blessing to them? You know. Uh, are you, uh, do you, you know, to break out the best silverware? Are you a blessing to them? Make sure that they got the nicest things. That's our heart. Is uh, heart of a Christian is they want to be hospitable. I've been to houses and they've been such a blessing to me. You know, they always do the nicest things for me. You know, and it, you know it's it's interesting. Sometimes they even walk away away, away with gifts. You know, because God they're a blessing to me. You know, and you think about that. You know, God wants you to be hospitable to people, to be a blessing to them. Amen. Help them to be better off when they when they leave than when they came in. Amen. Bless when they come in. Bless when they go out. Let him use you to be that type of blessing for other people. Amen. And Abraham was a hospitable man. I believe that's why he was blessed. Amen. He said, Abraham looked up and saw the trees, men standing thereby, and he saw them. He hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, I, if I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed. And then go on your way now that you have come to your servant. I never forget this friend of mine. Uh, he came over one time. I was a youth pastor, you know, at a church. And, uh, man, we've been, we were youth pastoring, and we were doing what we could. We had a new baby. And, uh, you know, well, he wasn't quite a newborn. He was probably about two or three years old. I'll never forget. And we, we were doing everything we could. And I had this big yard on a corner. Uh, I'll never forget, he, he came out, you know, I never saw this man very much at all, but he came out and he mowed the whole corner for me. <laughs> and you talk about a blessing, that was quite a blessing, and it left me in awe, to be honest with you, that a, a Christian man would come out and mow my yard, you know, this is a push lawnmower, he used my push lawnmower, and he mowed the whole yard, and I was like, wow, you know, that he cared that much, that he was a blessing to me, he came out of his way, 
to be a blessing, you know, that is a, it is a wonderful thing. But, you know, how hospitable are you to other people, you know? Do you do things for other people? Are you a blessing to other people? Do you think about what other people need, you know? Or are you always thinking about what you need, <laughs> you know? We need to be people that are hospitable. And that's powerful to think about how you did that with me. Praise the Lord. Amen. So he wanted to wash their feet, rest under the trees, let me go get you something to eat, he says there. And uh, he wanted to take care of him. He says, very well, they answered, do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he, he said, sit these three, these three down on the uh, finest floor and knit it and bake some bread. Why? He said, Sarah, why don't you go get some of the finest food? <laughs> Here where I'm at, you know, we got some Mexican restaurants. He said, well, hey, go, go get some Ted's or go get some Mexican for these gentlemen. Let's, let's take care of them good. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And then he ran to the herb and selected a choice and a tender calf and gave it to the servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set those before him while they ate. And he stood near under a tree. And this is what the Lord says. Where is your wife, Sarah? They asked him. And then and there in the tent, he said, then one of them said, I will surely return to you about the, this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now think about this. Now they're well in age. And, you know, uh, it wasn't an easy thing to think about having a kid by looking in the natural. But listen to what it says here. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind them. And Abraham and Sarah were already very old. And Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought. Wow, think about this. Now, he's telling him you're going to have a baby. And, you know, God doesn't lie. You know, he says, you're going to have a baby, you know. And she laughed. Think about this now. You know, how many people today, you know, God gives them a big vision, a big dream. And inside, and, then, and, Lara, and uh, Sarah laughed on the inside. Are you laughing on the inside? You know, do you think, well, man, I, this is going to possibly happen with me? There's no possible way, you know, you know, and that's what Sarah did. She, on the inside, she laughed. She said, no, not with me. <laughs> Look at this old man. I don't think he can get me pregnant. I, I don't think I can have a baby. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to have a baby, you know, but God said, he said that they were going to have a baby. Powerful to think about, you know, she was listening and she said that she, that she laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn and old and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, well, I surely have a child now that I am old. So he, he, he hold, notice he holds Abraham accountable for this. He said, why did you let her laugh? You know, it comes. He, spoke, he already talked to Abraham about having a child. You know, he already gave him the vision. You know, and and she laughed. You know, now you think about this now. You know, he he held the man accountable. You know, for what she was doing. You know, and it's important. You know, today that we're we're not laughing on the inside of what God says. Amen. God can do anything. Amen. He makes planets and stars and solar systems. <laughs> he can make you have a baby. Amen. And whatever that dream is you're thinking of today and whatever that, that thing that seems so big that you don't think you can accomplish, you don't need to laugh about it because he's God. He can do it. 
Yeah, I mean, he don't have to. He don't have to go call anybody to make it happen. He can do it. He can be everywhere at one time. He can make it happen. And you just believe. We need to just believe that he'll do it. Amen. And Sarah was laughing on the inside. You know, so many times I think there's a lot of people that are like that. They just don't believe when God tells them. You know, is that why we don't have dreams and visions being fulfilled today? Is because they're like Sarah. They don't believe that God can do it. Wow, it's interesting to think about today. And listen to what the Lord says here. He says, is anything too hard for the Lord? <laughs> I think we can answer that question. There's nothing too hard for him. Amen. This, like I said, this is a God that makes planets and oceans and fish. And he, he creates solar systems in the Milky Way. You know, there's nothing too hard for him. Amen. Nothing he can't fix for you. There's nothing that's impossible for him. But the thing is, we need to see it within our spirit, amen. We need to see him doing it. We need to believe he'll do it, have some faith in God, amen. What's that scripture talk about? Mark 11 says, have some faith in God, amen. God can do it. He's not. A, he didn't say you would do it, amen. He said you will have a baby. He didn't say you were going to be the one that had that baby. He's going to make it happen, amen. He's going to make sure that you give birth to those things, praise the Lord, amen. And that was Sarah here. She was afraid, so she lied and said, I do not laugh. I did not laugh. But he said, yes, you did laugh. You know, and it's interesting. He knows your heart. He knows what you're thinking on the inside, you know. And he gives you a big dream on the, on the inside. You just need to believe he'll do it. Amen. Don't be laughing on the inside. Amen. You need to believe that God of this universe can do anything for you. Amen. He can do it for you. Amen. If he did it for someone else, he's not a God that's a respecter of persons. He'll do it for you. Amen. But you got to believe it. Amen. Amen. He puts big dreams inside of us, and he's looking for a faith response. That's why he's holding her accountable. He wants to see you have a faith response. He loves faith. Amen. God loves faith, and he looks for you to have some, just to believe he can do it. Amen. He wants to see that you, you believe that he can do it. Amen. Let's look at another lady that did have some wonderful faith. Luke's, uh, Luke, the first chapter, the 20th, 30th verse there. It says, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Wow, think about that. He came to Mary, and the angel did there, with the word of the Lord, said, Fear not, for thou hast favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son that shall call his name Jesus. So she's going to carry the Savior. Now, you talk about a big dream. You talk about something big. This is angels telling her that man, you're going to be carrying the Messiah. You're going to be carrying the Christ. You're going to be carrying. A, you're going to be carrying one of the most important things that you'll that's that ever probably the most important thing that ever hit this planet. <laughs> and she's got to believe it. Amen. Think about that. You know, I mean, Abraham's wife. She's believing for a baby, but she wasn't believing for the Christ, the the Messiah. And uh, he comes to Mary and he says, you will conceive, you will have a baby named Jesus. Think about that. And he shall be great. And he shall, he shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which 
shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, the cousin of Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Amen. He's reminding her nothing's impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. But notice what she said there. He said, Be it. She said, Be it unto me. She didn't laugh. She didn't mock God. She said, Hey, she gave him a faith response that be it unto me. Amen. Let's do this. Amen. Let's let's get this done. Let's, and she she put out her faith. Amen. Trust in God. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to put out our faith. We're supposed to believe with God. Amen. Believe he can do it. Amen. He can do anything. Amen. You don't need to limit him. Believe he can do anything. Amen. What's your response today when he, when he shows you your vision and your dream? Are you, are you laughing or are you having a faith response? It's important that we have a faith response. Some people may need to repent today. <laughs> you, didn't, you haven't had a faith response, you know. But you can turn around. We can fix this thing with the Lord's help. Amen. You need, you need to repent and just say, hey, God, be it unto me like Mary said. Amen. We can we can fulfill this, praise the Lord. We can do this dream. Let's just me and you, God, we're going to make this come to pass. Amen. You know, he wouldn't come to you if it wasn't important to him. Amen. So whatever is on the inside of you is important to him. Amen. And you need to be about the master's business. Amen. He's got some business he wants to do with you to touch some people's lives and to fulfill the purpose that God has for your life. Amen. Amen. Are you going to be a Sarah today or are you going to be a Mary today? Are you going to be a person that doesn't show strength in your faith, a person that doesn't believe? You know, there's all kinds of people in the world that don't believe. Are you going to be a person like that? Are you going to laugh on the inside or are you going to be like Mary, a person that's a person of faith? Amen. A person that's going to show some strength and some faith. God loves faith. Hebrews 11, 6 says it like this. says, But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen. Amen. We're supposed to be people that want to please him. Make him happy. How do you make him happy? You have to have some faith. Amen. That's how we make him happy. We are people of faith. Amen. People that, that listen to God and show some faith. Amen. What do you do? You have some faith today, or are you are you just a person laughing on the inside? Use some faith today. Get in line with God. Let's use some faith and trust God. Amen. Another thing, if you're going to have the vision and the dream that you want to fulfill for your life, you know, you need to cultivate the vision. Amen. Take some time and cultivate the vision. Amen. For Sarah, she was she had this baby. You know, a lot of people abort their vision as soon as they get it. You know, but you need to cultivate it. Amen. Don't be a person that just walks away from what God tells you to do. You know, be a person that cultivates what God puts on the inside of you. I know when uh, me and my wife, when we were going to have a, a, our first baby, I'll never forget, you know, we had all these doctor's appointments. Not that the second baby, we didn't have doctor's appointments, but boy, we had a lot of doctor's appointments with this first baby. And I'll never forget, man, they're like strapping her down. They're checking the baby's heart, checking everything, you know, making, cultivating, taking care of the baby, teaching us about nutrition for the baby making sure the baby has the nutrients that it needs and the things that it needs to fulfill its purpose, you know. Cultivating. We need to cultivate our vision. Amen. Put it in the right environment. Take care of it. Put it in, make sure it's healthy. Amen. Make sure that it's fulfill that it that it's going to fulfill its purpose. Amen. Writing it down. Make sure that you're writing it down. Man, I, I said one of the messages, I believe it was the last message, 
if you're not writing down what God says to you, you're not valuing what God says. That's, that shows you care about what he says to you. Amen. You're writing it down. Make sure that you're writing it down. Praise the Lord. Amen. And make sure that you're cultivating what he put on the inside of you. Hebrews 6.12 says it like this. It says that, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them through faith and patience that inherit the promises. So when you cultivate it, you're putting it in the right environment. You're being around people that are inheriting God's promises. Amen. You're putting yourself around winners, people that are fulfilling what God has them to fulfill. Praise the Lord. Are you putting yourself around the right people? Amen. You know, maybe you can't go out and be with those people. You know, I mean, even with coronavirus right now, you, maybe some people can't even go to church. But you can still put yourself in the right environment. Amen. You can you can listen to people that are fulfilling God's purposes. You can you can put yourself in that environment where you're you're listening to people achieving their dreams and their goals. You can you can make sure that you're putting the faith in you that you need amen you're, you're, you're listening and you're looking at the things you, you can watch videos on these ministers and you can put it in you the things that you need to be put into you making yourself an environment where you can achieve amen amen and no one else is going to do it but you amen and if you want to cultivate this this thing that god's put on the inside of you you're going to have to take some time and you're going to have to make sure that you're keeping it in the right environment amen you know, babies don't get born healthy if they're not being taken care of. You know, if I if I had, my wife was sitting there smoking cigarettes and, and drinking alcohol the whole time while she's having this baby, which they tell you not to do, the baby may not turn out the way it should be, you know. You've got to put it in a healthy environment, amen. Make sure that you're taking care of it and make sure that you're doing the things that make your vision come to pass, amen. Place your, your, your vision in the right environment. I remember when uh, my wife, you know, she had to, she was having our baby or having our first child you know she she's talked to the baby you know we need to speak to our vision and you know she would talk to the baby i mean she just sit there you know sometimes in the bed just talking to it you know speaking to it amen are, are you talking to your vision are you speaking to your vision are you calling your vision amen are you, are you developing a, a a tight knit with your vision think about that you know when, it, when the uh, if you look up how uh, when babies are born, you know, when they're, when they're uh, in the womb, you know, they, they tell the women to talk to the babies, you know, because they get to know the voice of the mother and, get, and they, even, they tell the fathers even to speak to these babies, you know, so they get a, built a relationship with the baby, you know. And, you know, today with your vision, you know, you need to be speaking and talking to your, your vision, amen, speaking the things that are healthy to your vision. You know, my wife would talk to the baby and say, Hey, you, you know, she would confess, call those things that be not as though they were. You're going to be healthy. <laughs> You're going to come out healthy. You're going to be a healthy baby. You know, we have two healthy boys. I believe it's because she's confessing. She was saying, we're going, you're going to be healthy. You're going to turn out, you're going to be right. Everything's going to be right from your head to your toes. You're going to be healthy. She had a list of confessions she had for our baby, you know. And you think about that, you know, are you confessing the right things over your baby or over your vision or your baby that God's put in your heart? Think about that, you know. Are you calling it, you know? Hey, you're going to be a great church. You're going to be a big church, you know. And you're going to, you're going to have people coming in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Uh, you're going to be a great ministry, and you're going to be having people come, being drawn in by the Holy Spirit from the north, the south, the east, and the west. You're going to be a great business. Man, everybody, when they think about you, they're going to be coming to my business from the north, the south, the east, and the west. You know, what are, what are you calling? Are you calling on your vision and your dream? 
Are you speaking the things that need to be spoken? What are you speaking over your vision, amen, that you're trying to give birth to? Think about that. You know, God did that, you know, and when you're speaking, you're developing pictures on the inside of you, you know. Words create pictures on the inside of you, you know. And when you say, well, hey, uh, my business is going to be the most popular business on the planet, you know, you're starting to see it. You're starting to see with your words what you're calling, you know. If I said dog right now, you'd see a dog. If I said cat, you would see a cat right now, you know. If I said big dog, you'd see a big old dog right now, <laughs> you know. If I said little bitty cat, you would see a little bitty cat. You know, your words create pictures. And God did this with Abraham, you know. In Genesis, the 22nd chapter, the 17th verse, he says, he was talking to Abraham about his seed and, the, you know, how his seed would produce many, many more seeds and more children. And he talked in Genesis, the 22nd chapter, the 17th verse, he says, that in the blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gates of, of his enemies. Wow, powerful to think about that. He, he spoke to him and he said, look at the stars, Abraham. He says, I'm going to multiply your kids like the stars. You know, he's getting that picture on the inside of Abraham. You know, look at the stars, Abraham. Look at the sand on the seashore. And creating that picture on the inside of Abraham about his dream, about his goal. Amen. And he's trying to put a picture inside of you. You know, he's like, hey, look at this. You're going to accomplish this. And you're going to accomplish this dream. You know, he's speaking to your spirit. You know, and God's always speaking to us if we're listening. You know, and he's trying to develop that picture on the inside of you. You need to be working on that picture on the inside. Hey, I'm, I will fulfill what God's called me to do, speaking the things that need to be spoken, you know. He even changed Abraham's name to Abraham, you know, which means father of many nations, you know. And uh, when he would speak that, you know, Abraham, you know he, might, he had 300 servants, and they may be yelling across the field, Hey, Abraham! Well, they were saying father of many nations, you know. And boy, he, let me tell you, that probably created that picture on the inside of him of him being a father of many nations, amen, calling those things that be not as though they were, you know, you need to be calling on that baby, speaking to the baby, amen, saying the things you need to say to develop that picture on the inside of you of what God has for you, start saying the things about what God showed you on the inside, amen, calling those things that be not as though they were, we have a whole series on that too, by the way, if you like, you can listen to on Confession about calling those things that be not as though they were. Go back and listen to a wonderful, wonderful series. You know, and also, you know, you're going to birth that vision, you know, so it's important that you think about the birthing process, praise the Lord. Amen. You know, he, God wants you to give birth to your vision, you know, and, you know, you think about that, you know. I remember my wife, we had two kids, and, and you know, we, it took a lot, you know, to, to have these children, you know, but I'll never forget, you know, when they, when they go through birth, you know, when you have two kids or when you have a baby, women deal with emotions, they deal with pain. Some women have even died through giving birth, you know. And you think about that, you know, God wants you to give birth to what you're given. And yeah, sure, you may deal with some emotions and some pains, you know, and you, but are you willing to do what you need to do to, to give birth to this thing? Think about that now. You know, people are easily moved today by emotions. They're easily moved by their feelings. Amen. But, you know, we're not supposed to be that. We walk by faith 
and not by sight. Amen. We're people that want to, when we give birth to something, we're not going by how we feel. We're going by what we see, our vision in the spirit. Amen. What are you seeing in your spirit? What are you giving birth to, you know? Don't go by everything you're feeling on the outside. You know, if we go by everything we feel, we'd be basket cases. Because <laughs> you feel up one day, you feel down the next day. You feel up one day, you feel down the next day, you know, because your your feelings, you know. And you don't go by your feelings. You go by what your heart's saying and what your spirit's saying. Amen. And you got to be a person that that believes, no matter how you feel, amen, no matter what you're seeing, amen, with your natural eyes. you got to be a person not easily moved. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 4.17. It says, and 1 Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light of fiction is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. So you may be dealing with some things, giving birth to this thing, some challenges that you may face, amen. But it's a light affliction compared to the things that you're going to have. Amen. That's a light thing that you're going to be dealing with compared to what you're going to have. Amen. I mean, it's amazing. Well, we had uh, my first baby. I'll never forget. He was really, really big. He was nine pounds and something else. I can't remember. Eight ounces. I could be wrong. He was a big kid. And man, but I was proud of him. You know, I was carrying this big old baby down the down the aisle, you know, to see the family, which was down at the end of the aisle, and I could barely carry him. He was so heavy. I was like, dear Lord, he's huge. I'll never forget my brother came up to me and said, man, he's huge. <laughs> you know, but I was proud, you know, even though my wife had went through all these things, but we had something to be proud of, amen. And God wants you to be have something to be proud of. He's got a big dream for you, and you're going to be toting that thing out there to show everybody pretty soon if you, if you keep believing with God, amen. Keep trusting the Lord, amen. Man, he wants you to have a, a big dream to show people, and he wants you, and you're going to be proud of it, amen. Because God is going to do some wonderful things with you. First, Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, the 16th verse, it says, "So no wonder we don't give up, amen. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner person is renewed every single day. We view we view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity." We see our difficulties and the substance that produces for us an eternal weighty glory far beyond all comparison. Wow, that's powerful to think about that. Because we don't focus our attention on what we've seen, but on what we what is unseen. What are you focusing your attention on today? Are you focusing on what you see with your natural eyes? Are you focusing on what you see with your spirit? Amen. We don't, you know, you think about the challenges you can face, you know, focusing on what you don't see, but God's going to produce some wonderful things through it. Amen. You know, it's easy to see the natural, you know, we've talked about this in many messages, but you need to see with your spirit. Amen. See what God wants you to fulfill. See the purpose God wants you to fulfill in your life and to see in your life. Amen. He sees you doing great things. You know, he don't ever see you doing something small. He wouldn't give you that picture if he didn't think that you could fulfill it. Amen. He wouldn't give you the, this big dream if he didn't think you had the capacity to do it. Amen. He looked at you and he said, he can do it. Amen. He can fulfill what God, what I've heard on his heart. He looked at you and he saw that you were able to do it. Amen. Amen. He, 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 he chose you before the foundations of this earth. Amen. And he knew what your, your potential was. And he put that potential within you, praise the Lord. So you can do it. Amen. You can fulfill what God has put in your life. Amen. You know, I remember, you know, when we get done, you can say, well, man, I fulfill what God had me to do. Praise the Lord, you know. And you'd be amazed how many people that you, you've uh, touched and how many people's lives you've changed when you get done. You know, that was interesting. I'll never forget, I went to my uh, grandfather's uh, funeral. And he was a man of God. 
you know, and he only opened the door for people in a church and he just touched those people. He'd just be nice and wonderful and kind when they come in the church and just be a blessing to them. Didn't do much else in the church that I saw, you know, but it was amazing at his funeral, the amount of people that showed up, you know, he had a business, he had a vision for a business and it was an auto business. And he would minister to people all the time at the business. I actually worked there for a while, and I'd see him just, he'd talk to scriptures to people about his business, and he'd just be a blessing to them. But his funeral was amazing, because I went to his funeral, and uh, there were people all along the walls, all the way around the building, to see, and trying to see what he did, you know, and trying to or come to see his funeral, you know. And it's powerful to think about what kind of legacy are you going to leave when you leave? You know, are you going to touch people that go all the way around the walls? fill up a church you know are you going to pass something on to someone else you know think about that you know you you want to leave a mark you want to be a blessing to someone else you know so it's important that we fulfill the vision that god's put in our hearts amen let's pray father we just thank you lord for your goodness and we thank you for your mercy and father we just ask lord that if there's someone here tonight father lord that's trying to fulfill their vision father help them to be encouraged today father help them lord to see that you give them the grace to do it help them to see that thing father clearer than they've ever seen it before father and help them lord to have the strength to fulfill the purpose that you have for their lives today father and father we just ask for it and we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory and father make things more and more clear to them as they walk that walk father and that and step out and do what you'd have them to do father make it more and more clear to them we pray and father we just thank you father for it in jesus name and we just give you all the praise and all the glory and if there's someone here that doesn't know jesus and you don't know about this faith walk that he has for you and the wonderful things he wants to do in your life because he, he didn't want you to do anything that you you wouldn't enjoy. He created you to do some wonderful things with him and he wants you to enjoy your life. Amen. You're going to enjoy it so much better than living in the world, living with God, the creator that created you to do wonderful things in this life. Once you surrender him, you'll, you'll just be surprised how much you enjoy life so much more. Amen. So if you want to pray that prayer with me, we're going to read it and we're going to we're going to pray the prayer out of Romans, the 10th chapter, 9th and 10th verses. It says in there, if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe God's raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. All you got to do is believe God's been raised from the dead and pray this with me. Father, I just believe that you've raised God from the dead, raised Jesus from the dead. And Jesus, I make you a Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. If you prayed that, you are saved. Praise the Lord. And if you'd like, you can email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. We'll email you back and be a blessing to you. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.com. Thank you for listening.